Uh, yeah, people are stupid because, like, I just, like, I haven't been posting on our Crime Theories page or whatever, and I just kind of started doing that. Okay. Just, like, this week, right? Yeah. Like, we've had one, but I really haven't posted, like, hardly anything up there, right? Yeah. Someone was like, well, this would explain why you only have six subscribers. I'm like, uh, because I started this YouTube, like, a week ago, but... Explain to me the 13,000 listeners we get a week on a podcast episode. Yeah, no kidding. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, uh, okay. I swear, people are, they're they're easy to say negative shit. But I'm like, hmm, okay. All right. So I got to get into these two before too long but then we'll do an update because we haven't done an update on our lives in a bit and it's just been a bumpy road so that is true (laughs) okay so first off um there's not a whole lot of information on this particular there's two by the way this little one so i'm just running through this one real quick okay um and this just happened today a 12 year old so two 12 year old texas girls um were involved in this girls 12 year old okay um apparently they made a murder pact oh no yeah to kill their families and run away together that okay Mm Hmm. that's intense yeah so did they follow through with this or did it get found out before anyone died one girl followed through with it oh my gosh yeah they actually planned like where they were gonna bury all of their family's bodies and everything. Just, just how? Now their names haven't been released or anything because it is under investigation and they're minors. Okay. Yeah. But this is what we have that has been allowed publicly. Um, it just said for weeks the girls have been planning to bury their families, murder everyone. In their families, even their pets, before driving off together to Georgia. Why the pets? I don't know. That's so harsh. There are, um, now there is one that says one of the girl, there is part of the article in here says too that one of the 12 year old girls was part of the mass shooting that happened. Okay. It said one, it didn't say both, it didn't name names, it didn't name if it was the one that actually killed her whole family or not, but. Wow. wow. I sure hope the other one's, like, in some therapy to not kill the family. So, she never went through with it or anything, the other one didn't, but, um, so, they, you know, they received a reporting of a of a shooting nearby, where they found the 12-year-old girl in the streets beside a handgun with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Oh, oh no. Wow. She has killed her sister, her mother, and the girl's father was inside with a gunshot wound to the abdomen. He was taken to the hospital, and it's unclear what his condition is. The girl with the gunshot wound was also taken to the hospital. It their condition says it's unknown as well, but I mean, I think we can assume that she killed herself. 
I mean, do we know their motive? Like, why did they hate their family so much? No, because they're all minors. And so, like, this is very limited information. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So she was, they said, according to investigators, they're saying that the plan was after killing all their family members, the other girl was planning to drive to pick up her female friend, which, um, and then run away together in and the other 12-year-old girl, she's been charged with cr- criminal conspiracy to murder um, yeah. as of right now. She's in juvenile detention as of right now. Their m- motives remain unclear. Um, and, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of information that will be released on this because they're all minors. Yeah. So, um, and they all have not been identified because of their age. And they're not going to identify any of the adults to protect the children. It, that It's just not going to be public knowledge. So, Well, I definitely understand not like getting to know their names. But I do kind of wish we had some sort of background. Like, Were they abusive homes? Were they the kids just really crazy? Like, Well, and one of them, though, they said one, if not both, had been at that school that got shot at in Texas. Yeah, if that some sort of effect. So did that have like some crazy PTSD thing? And the fact that, I mean, I know that they were going to a new school now, but like, come on, (laughs) same area, same everything. You just watch your friends probably die, probably watch your teachers die. Like, yeah, that definitely would be intense. So I wonder if that had some, I mean, obviously it had some mental effects there. So, yeah. Anyway, I, that was just one thing that showed up today. I got that information from the New York Times, by the way. So, um, yeah. By the way, I just want to tell people, because I've been getting so much, like, well, obviously you don't really know. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting all my public, this is all public information. I get my stuff from news websites. I get it from Pacer. I get it from doing my own personal background checks on people. Um, it's all public knowledge. The stuff that I post is public. It's all public. Like it's statements from from people. That's it. That, I'm, I always try to go after the families and ask them for their opinions and what they think on this matter. And yeah. most of the time I don't get a response. So I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. So because I've already gotten a lot of hate on this next one. And and it is relatively new as well. Like it just happened in September. But I've been following the case thoroughly that I feel like I have enough on this to do a full episode now. Um, I've got a few different parts. So well, I imagine you also list your sources on the blog. I sure do. Yeah. So there's sources there if you. Well, um, I think that they're just seen by shorts like uh-oh. on TikTok and and. Um, Instagram and YouTube is where most of them get the comments. But yes, they are all listed right there. Like everything is public knowledge. I even had one person say like, well, that information is incorrect. And that is my sister. So then I tried to message them and I couldn't message them. And so I responded like, hey, okay, then please like enlighten me. What do you what do you know? I would, I'm more than happy to talk to you. And I I would love to get, you know, a side of the victim's side. Like, um, 
family side, I would love to be able to talk to you and figure out what you think happened and what allegations you would like to squash because all this information I'm just getting, it's all public information. It's not anything like it's all public. Um, so I would love to hear stuff like that. And then I don't get a response and, but I just get comments like that. And I'm like, but okay, talk to me then. Like, well, yeah. Cause honestly, if there's something on our podcast that, you know, is incorrect, that means other media sources also have it incorrect. So if you want to yes. give us the information, we would love to fix it because we're getting it from a source. So obviously someone else has it wrong too. So right. to correct that. Yeah. And most of the stuff, I'm not taking it from sources. I mean, I will look on Reddit for theories, but from sources, I don't get my sources from there. Like I get them from actual like news websites, Pacer. Oh. Um, I'm getting it from, I've actually gotten a few documents from like police records. Like I am getting information. Like I actually have documentation on this particular one. From the police department, I had to pay to get those. Um, I paid them from Pacer, like to go and, and get these public information that they decided to release. So, like, for you to come out and say, "Well, that's not that obviously didn't happen," I'm like, dude, I'm uh, with this case in particular. I have gone out. I have reached out to the actual coroner's office. I've gotten their report. And I'll show it's posted on the website for one. And two, what is said is directly from the coroner, what they believe happened to her. It's not my, I mean, I'm just quoting them. So, yeah. so that, yeah, just saying on that. Cause yeah, cause I've gotten already a lot of hate for this. Um, and I've got this in a few different parts here because I've just, I've been going with this one. Um, okay. Okay. So let's see where to start off with this one. I'm going to start off at the beginning of what my first post was, and then I'm going to go through them and some of them I might. Anyway. Okay. Let's do this. Um, okay. So this is on Debbie Coloner. And if you're on my TikTok, Facebook, YouTube now, you might've seen it. Okay. So this is a missing mom. She was in Georgia and she was missing at the time she has now been found and declared deceased but she just had a chilling message that she sent to her daughter Amanda Brendan through Venmo which was sending also $2385 in a message that said they're not going to let me go love you oh okay that's all that they had when i first like got this they okay. um so with that information they hadn't found her body at that time investigators were treating this death as a homicide not as a suicide so um because i mean and her daughter as soon as she wrote that she did report it just so you know too i do have a timeline on this one as well because there's just a lot so yeah so i do have a timeline if you guys want to check that out as well okay so that and that happened um she was reported missing on september 10th and that's kind of when i started this and now it's september 26th and this is what we have so far okay um right. she was found dead 
on September 11th. Get this. She was discovered partly burned, stripped naked, and grasping a tree. So, okay, I don't get the grasping the tree. I was going to say, so where's someone burning her, like, trying to cover up some evidence? That's what they, that's what police thinks, yeah. But then why would they put her by a tree? She was, like, holding on to the tree. Crazy. Okay. Okay, and by the way, she did have a rental car. And this, people are like, why does she have a rental car? And I've explained this several times. Here we go again. Her car was actually in the shop at the time. So she had a rental car because of that. Oh, that's relatively common. Yep. Um, But Amanda also said, which is her daughter, that she was only carrying her license and debit card at the time. Um, But at the scene, they actually found a red bag, which is her purse. Okay. Um, So they actually did find some, like, so obviously she did take it. But again, like, I mean, that was a statement that Amanda made. Maybe she didn't fully know and was just like, I don't know. I think she was carrying her license and debit card. Like, maybe she just didn't know. I don't know, you know? Well, yeah, you never know if she went back and changed her mind really quick. Right. I mean. And one thing I do want to note is um, they they do live in the same house. Okay. Okay. So they actually found this rental car. And they were actually able to track it because of the Sirius XM radio. Um, so they were able to track it around 1230 on September 11th, and they found it unlocked and unoccupied off of Georgia State Route 15. So and then they had the canine unit out there and they found the road, uh, the red tote bag. It was about a quarter mile from where the vehicle was. And then also um, the remains of that tote bag had been burned. It's all like on fire, like had been burned. All right, so someone's definitely covering some stuff up, but they're right. kind of doing a shitty job of it. Yeah. Well, and down the hill from the scene of where she was found to, they also found a blue tarp with burn marks on it as well. Okay. So she was found nude, laying on her back, grabs in a small tree with her right hand. And she had been burned with apparently had been charring to her abdomen. This is the strangest crime scene. I know. I know. Um, so, the, yeah, they also said that there had been, like, various possible of evidence items, but it's all been burned. But, you know, just, like, random stuff that you would find in her purse, like lipstick and stuff like that. Okay. okay. I do have the instant incident report, and this is five pages long. Like I said, guys. I am finding all this. This is all public knowledge, but this is stuff. I mean, I had to pay to get this public record. So I'm like legit, like this is all on the website. You guys can check that out as well. Okay. So what it says on here, um, you know, it just says person down. Okay. It has the time 1220, 9-11. Um, this is a public copy. So And it has a list of witnesses as well um, on here. And then it has, was this incident drug related? It says yes, but unknown. Like they don't know what kind of drugs were maybe in her system. That's kind of interesting. Yep. Here, let's see if I can share my screen. Oh, there. Yes, yes, yes. I see it. 
Okay, so here's all of the witnesses. By the way, on this witness list is none of her neighbors. And her neighbors ended up telling New York Times, don't come at me. I've already had people come at me being like, what? Why wouldn't they interview their neighbors? I don't know. But this list right here is not any of their neighbors. And they told the neighbors told you at um, New York Times that the police has never interviewed any of the neighbors. So I don't know. Just I mean, I'm me. sure they have their reasons. Like maybe there was some reason they believe the neighbors wouldn't have seen anything. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, there comes to. I'll tell you later on. But yeah, okay, let's. Um, okay, so see, it says that Sergeant Ethan Neal was notified the missing persons called from the Sirius XM, basically, and gives her location here. Backup officer. And here's the Venmo. So, and again, if you guys want to read all this, you can just go on there. But basically saying, like, grasping small tree with her right hand. Yeah. Obviously deceased, like, burring, charring. So this is the actual, I'm telling you, like, I've already had people, she wasn't burned. I'm like, dude, it's on the police report. So. Wow. So I missed, did it say the actual cause of death? Remind me the cause of death. Because I'm seeing all of the scene and the descriptions of that. But This what... is just the um, the police report uh-huh. right now from when they okay. when they found it. So they um, maybe haven't released like the whole autopsy yet. I requested it. I haven't gotten it back yet. All I've gotten was a statement from the coroner. Okay. Um, from, I, he ended up having a phone call with me and told me what he personally thinks happened. Oh, okay. And he requested to not have his voice, but I am I took notes and will read those. Okay. Guys. So so that yeah, this is just everything that's on there that is public record. I mean, obviously they have scratched some stuff out, but mm-hmm. so that is the public record right there. So if you want wow. to come at me, fine. But I'm just telling you, it's all on on the, the record there. So, so yeah, um, her last communication was through that Venmo, the $2,300, and saying they won't let me go. There's a key under, um, there's a house key underneath the flower pot. Like, that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, before her remains were discovered, because they did end up you know, finding her vehicle, they did tell her daughter, like, hey, you know, we found your mom. And she told investigators her mother did not suffer from any known mental health history or suicidal tendencies. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, just based off of that information, I have more information, but what do you it is interesting, like how she says they won't let me go. And the fact that they're you said there has been listed, it might be drug related. Um, it does make me wonder if she was working with some sort of like either buying or selling of drugs. And so somehow maybe that is related and that's why they took her and wouldn't let her go. It's kind of strange that they let her send a text, but that they didn't send her a text. I mean, she just sent money. Oh, the Venmo. But still, that they let her contact her Like, daughter. that's weird, right? 
because you would think also if it was drug related and they wanted money that they wouldn't want her to be Venmoing her daughter money because they would want it. Like You would think so, right? So that's kind of strange. So my brain goes to drugs, but also it doesn't all fit together. So I'm not sure. So let me go ahead real quick. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the coroner has said. Okay, please do. Okay. Um, he said there were signs of a possible repeat sex offender and a budding serial killer. Do you oh. know what a budding serial killer is? Okay. Where there's two or more people helping out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me real quick back up. So the thing with the the neighbors, the neighbors did come forward and say, hey, police have not asked us any questions, but we did at that time that she went missing, um, notice that a female came in and there was a lot of yelling and screaming. And the husband is claiming, so apparently they sleep in different rooms because he snores, which is totally possible. I've heard people doing that before, like couples doing that. Right. And he's like, the last time I saw her was at, I didn't even see her, but I saw her car at 9 p.m. And then he claims he went to sleep, which I don't know if he's taken any like sleeping medications or anything. But technically, if he is, maybe he didn't hear anything. But apparently that happened at 11 p.m. So if you're in the same house and you're not taking any sleeping medication and you're hearing yelling and screaming. But there's a chance that he could have been taking medication. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, if some of those sleeping drugs, you can sleep through a lot. Yeah, I know. I I, I know, like, I can, I'm i a deep sleeper anyway, but, like, and depending on if it's upstairs, like, maybe she's upstairs and downstairs. I'm not exactly sure on that. Again, it is still, like, a newer case. So, but he's, like, I saw her car at 9 p.m. Like, the, the car was there, the rental car, um, and that's the last time he claims he saw her. It's also interesting. He does. Does he work like a really early morning job or something? He went to bed kind of early. I, I'm not sure. I don't have again. Like, this is, you know, uh, just observations. Yeah, yeah. No. So I'm. I'm not sure. I mean, that's. He really hasn't spoken up a lot, which is understandable. He's. I mean, Um, grieving. I wouldn't probably want to talk about it a whole lot either at this point. Right. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of people are pointing fingers at him, and I, I don't think it's him. So, cool. We got 10 minutes to figure out. Let's see if I can do this in 10 minutes. All right. So, investigators have found no evidence of suicide or kidnapping, but they found they have um, served several search warrants, and they're looking to identify a person of interest at this time. So, according to a criminal profiler and um, psychotherapist and coordinator, they are experiencing signs of the budding serial killers. It is signs of sexual attack, violent rage, and they also think that they were trying to cover up their DNA, and that's why they were burning stuff. This He also noted this type of work is not normally done by women, not saying that it could not have been, but... Unless there was like a hefty insurance policy or something, why wouldn't you just kill her? Why would you, according to the coroner, she was sexually assaulted. Um, And so like, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you just kill her? I don't know if she was assaulted by a man or an item. I don't have that information yet. All right. So... And why would you go ahead and burn her? 
so he thinks it's like a personal signature and maybe we would see more of that yeah i'm really curious if there's other of these that haven't been made as public yet or if there will be there is one okay so he actually pointed one out to me he says that it's someone he thinks that it's someone who had prior sexual offenses and they're trying to cover up their dna and if they were just after her money like why did she have to be naked and all that um he also told me that there was another case and i need to look this up i haven't done that yet but vanessa marquis in uh massachusetts in 2016 she was also discovered in the woods with sexual assault and burns on the body just like her okay so So, if it is the start of a serial killer i mean because obviously they all have different timelines so i mean it could be you know, another couple of years before they strike again, too, even if it is a serial killer. Here's the thing. That guy um, that is being accused for that crime, hers, for Vanessa's, is Colin Orsby, and he's currently in jail, and he's waiting trial on December 8th of this year. Okay. So it could be like a copycat or something, but I don't know. Or maybe a partner. I don't know. So it's unclear, too, of where, like, the attack took place if it was began in her home if it was like a grudge for financial motive but uh, i mean this could have happened also while she was out possible carjacking or random attack which i now that i know more information on this i don't think so but we'll see so there is a person that i think is interesting okay his Who is name it? is andrew gerich and I'm not going to play you the, I'll send it, the YouTube to you, but I'm not going to play it to you right now. Okay. Um, just because we don't have a lot of time left. So he's a former MMA fighter. He is also Amanda Brendan's ex-boyfriend or current boyfriend. I am not sure because they've been seen together. Um, Amanda actually has a protective order on Andrew oh. at the time that that video was taken. Amanda is also claiming that Andrew hit her and left her marks on her show you this and if he was a fighter oh wow then he i mean obviously has the strength to do something like this right so he also allegedly wrote this note that says with green marker and have a nice life you lying asshole don't ever contact me again if you and your family come near me i will hurt them p.s i'm not stupid here's your fucking toy Oh, okay. So, here's here's Debbie, and apparently that same day that this her daughter's bruise happened, she apparently allegedly fell. Debbie allegedly fell. Oh wow! Allegedly. What is that? Uh, so, sorry, you just got home. I'm sending him to go have a fruit snack. Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah allegedly she posted on facebook that she fell the same day that this happened to her daughter that's remember they all lived to they were all living together that's quite the coincidence that she fell that same day yep what are the odds of that realistically and then writing this note like if anyone out there is this like statistics person find the statistics for us (laughs) seriously right 
on the odds of that happening the same day. Yeah. And, like, so he was jailed six days later. And then... And he's on probation, a violation order. Um, So, yeah. Here's the thing. So, she has a protective order on him, right? Yeah. Oh, and also, in that same month, he was arrested for a DUI, having marijuana, not wearing a seatbelt, not having... I mean, reckless driving, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there there's a rap sheet on this guy. So, the same week that Debbie goes missing, apparently they have a protective order against each other. Okay. Here they are, being seen together, driving up to the house. Yeah. Her daughter and him. Okay, that's interesting. They are now apparently living together. Oh, so like now is in since the mother's murder. Yeah. And here's the YouTube. Um, I'll, set, I'll have to send this. I'll have so to that means now if he's involved in something, does that mean the daughter is also somewhat involved? So also here is just the quick timeline. I just want to go through this real quick because um, we've only got like three minutes on here. And then, I mean, we can talk about this another time, too. Yeah, we may have to have a part two. <laughs> yeah. So in 2008, she called and said that, like, he was beating her up and had scratch, like, six scratches on her face um, and that she was beating up. And then a few days after that, she went ahead and told. I know. Do you want to leave I can. Okay. I've got a few more minutes. Um. So she went ahead and told them that, told police, no, it wasn't him. It was me. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if she's being a victim of being, like, manipulated by him and being like, this is your fault, not my fault. Like, I had the same thing with Frank where I legit felt that way, you know? Yeah, I mean... That is very interesting, like, what kind of hold he may have there. And then, allegedly, she apparently in 2012 beat up a different boyfriend. And she was charged with criminal trespassing because she, that ex-boyfriend, had a um, protective order against her. So both of them have criminal history of having abuse and protective orders against them. So, I mean, not that it means a whole lot, but technically they both have shown they're capable of some sort of violence. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a part two on this. Yeah, because we're running out of time here. Anyway, yeah, we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two later. But guys, we appreciate you. And as always, just keep fucking going. So spooky season is here and that means that, you know what, you guys need to get on hunt a killer. It is a great way as temperatures are theoretically going to start cooling down to spend a little more time inside. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, what great way to, uh, you know, start up the spooky season by finding out your own little mystery. Um, it's mystery box that comes to you monthly and hunt a killer is just a great way uh, to help pass the time and get into that spooky season. So guys, um, use code theories and you guys can get 20% off, um, any of your mystery boxes. I'll go ahead and link it down below. So check it out. That's hunt a killer.